This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Los Angeles is known for its graffiti, but it's also known for its soaring cost of housing and transportation, homelessness and addiction. Even those that work two jobs sometimes can't make ends meet, and they depend on things like food banks to provide for their children and their families. Haler is a graffiti writer born and raised in Los Angeles, and we made patches of his two-letter throwy, and the proceeds are going to be going to the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank, which is an organization that's been providing meals to the hungry since 1973, serving over 900,000 people in the L.A. area each month, primarily those of low-income children and the homeless. 97% of their revenue goes directly into providing food for these people that are shit out of luck or children born into conditions outside of their control. 100% of our Patreon profits for the month of September will be going to the L.A. Regional Food Bank and for Haler for helping us make this happen. All who donate via our Patreon will receive the Haler patch, as well as access to our members-only episode library. We got interviews from XSM, Les, Sean Crawford, Law 29, and more. The link to our Patreon is in the description of this episode, our Instagram, and our website. For those of you who don't know what we're about and what we've been up to, in the last three months, we've donated 100% of our Patreon proceeds to Charlie, Hurt One, and most recently, Bat. We donated 5k to Bat to help him pay his legal fees that he otherwise would not have been able to do. And it's really nothing short of a blessing to be able to use this platform as a means for helping people in need who otherwise wouldn't get the help. We don't take it lightly. None of it will be possible with all those who signed up and donated over the past few months. And we just got to say immense thank you sincerely and peace to all of you. Enjoy the episode. Willie, Angel and Z Podcast. What is up, bro? What's up? Yo, um, so, okay, so you obviously, we all know, well, people know you rap, you skateboard, you do a bunch of stuff. You're pretty good at everything you do. Um, you're from Florida, right? Yeah. So what was the deal with that? Uh, you could just tell me like what your upbringing was like and uh, why did you, why'd you move to New York? Um, growing up, I was mostly in Orlando. That's like uh, Central Florida, like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's Disney there. It's really like a bunch of amusement parks there, and like they got a lot of parks. It's pretty a lot of open land. Like um, I don't know. It's pretty slow there, um, and it's ready. It's like it's small, but it's not at the same time. Like they have like a couple million people there, but like now it's been growing, and so like I don't know. Like, that's where I spent most of my life, and, like, coming up, it was really just me, my mom, my little sister, and my dad. And um, at first, it was just me, my mom, and my little sister from when I was, like, two to six, because my dad had got incarcerated when I was one. So he spent five years in federal prison, and um, we would go up and visit him. He would be in Pensacola, which is, like, eight hours away. Okay. Yeah, and then he ended up getting moved to, like, Alabama. And I was like, that's like right around the same area, so it wasn't like that much of a different drive. So like the whole time he was there, we would just go back and forth, back and forth. And he ended up getting out in 2003. 
And then that's when he, like, really, like, I felt like a, a, a male presence in my life. Because I, I had, like, an uncle, but he had, like, kids of his own. And, like, him and my mom are around the same age. So, like, he was really close with us as well. But, like, once my dad got out, we really just, like, I don't know, we started doing a lot of things together. And, like, he really was there. And um, I tried to do sports. Like, I, I played basketball. I didn't fuck with, like, I didn't fuck with it like that, but I did because it was, like, the thing to do, like, you know, in the neighborhood. And I tried to play football, and, like, I hated football, so I quit. My dad was kind of bummed at that because I don't know. I guess he just was like, my son don't want to play football. Like, what the fuck? So I, uh, after that, I just was, like, really early into music, too. So I would just, like, carry a CD player and CDs around, just, like, listen to CDs all day. And, um... Probably around, like, 2006, 2007, we moved to, like, the suburb out in uh, this little town called Longwood. It's, like, 15 minutes from Orlando. And we moved to a house over there. And over there, they had, like, uh, it was just, like, a crazy neighborhood because, like, the way it was set up, it just, like, had, like, houses so spread out. But it was, like, I don't know. They had, like, hella trees around. It was dope. But it was these kids that lived over there. And they had uh, this ramp. And my cousin had a skateboard, so I, like, took his skateboard, and I just was, like, trying to search, like, where these kids was at, because I couldn't remember the house, because the neighborhood was, like, hella big. So, like, I ended up finding them, and, like, I just, like, tried to drop in on the ramp. That like, day? Yeah, I was like, yo, like, this is it, bro. So, ever since then, I just was sold. And that was, like, I just had got into sixth grade, and so, like, I was amped, man. And um, around that same time, too, me and my sister had got into, like, uh, just recording ourselves on, like, uh, like a computer head mic. Yeah. And that's where, like, the music started, too. So, like, it all kind of started at the same time. But, like, uh, I didn't really, I didn't rap for real. Like, my sister was a rapper. I just was, like, the one here and record. And I was also freestyling, but she was really, like, writing shit and, like, really, you know, that's what she wanted to do. But for me, I just was, like, you know, the brother there, and, like, I just wanted to do the production, really. So, so you said from two to six, uh, your dad wasn't around, and then mm-hmm. from six to onwards, he was, like, just more present in your life. Yep, How so do you like, think that, uh, sorry to interrupt you, how do you think that, like, uh, not having a male presence early on, because, like, early on is, like, a really formative time of people's lives, mm-hmm. you pretty much, like, it's the foundation for the rest of your life. How do you think that affected you? It was a super foundation because, like, at first, um, I guess I was too young to really feel like, I don't know, I guess not having him there at first, it wasn't really that big of a deal because I had my mom, and she was doing a great job. And when he got out, it just was like he started working, and then, like, I really got to see what type of person he was, and I really got to just really experience, like, having a a dad. And, like, uh, it was dope because I had that for five years. And then, like, he ended up dying in 2009 when I was 12. So, like, that compared to having him compared to not having him, it was just, like, I felt that, you know. So, like, I think that's why I just stuck with skating and just, like, tried to just use that as just, like, uh, I don't know, just, like, something to do to just keep my head, like, straight and just keep me into something. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I definitely could relate with that because my dad passed away too when I was yeah. seven years old from, yeah, uh, nah, from cancer. Wild, man. And like you know, having a mom, you know, she does everything, but you can't deny that you're missing like a role model in terms mm-hmm. of like a man in a way, you know. So like, 
growing up i would always feel like independent you know i was like searching yeah. for something like to replace that so i would like do like soccer basketball like start like graffiti whatever mm -hmm. you know but like you can't deny that that's always you know, something yeah uh, you know like a mother can't teach you everything you know what i mean yeah do you feel like it made uh, the bond between mother and son stronger yeah yeah i'll, I'll say it because i don't know we're, we were always kind of close but like uh I feel like even then it was like it had kind of got rough for a bit, but like after a while it started to get good. So like yeah, yeah I said it did for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, you know, like uh, my my father's still alive. Mm -hmm. uh, he almost died when I was pretty young uh, from from cancer as well. Yeah, no, nice. um, wow. and like uh, you know, like you think of a father, you think of like a, a pillar of strength. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you think of just like the general term i guess like yeah. you think of like a pillar of strength you think of like uh like uh like unshakable resolve at least that's what mm -hmm. i think if i think of like yeah uh my dad and i think of like uh how he acts and like so much of uh who you are is especially if like if you're if you're a male is part of like who your dad was like mm -hmm. whether you realize it or not like it's just like how it is with all, all like children take so much away yeah. from their parents you just so I can't imagine like the feelings and uh, you know a lot of problems that arise. Like there's places to turn. Mm -hmm. Like you can always turn to like little shit ass problems that aren't even really problems. You can like turn to your friends, turn to your hobbies, turn to your girl. Mm -hmm. But like some problems uh, like that, I can imagine like you feel like there's almost like what is the turning? It doesn't change anything. It doesn't yeah. bring like anybody back. It doesn't. What the fuck am I supposed to do? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So. Do you ever have feelings? Well, you too. Like, did you ever have feelings like that where you're like, you feel almost like angry at the world? Like, yeah, have you? I mean, yeah, you know me, and it's like, you know, some of that shit still hasn't gone away, you know? <laughs> I, like, I definitely, uh, you know, translate into other things, but um, yeah, it just feels like, uh, like, like, why me sometimes, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's yeah. like, 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 I, I remember, um, yeah, this shit would fuck me up when I was younger. Like, seeing like kids with their dads like um like doing like regular mm -hmm. stuff you know like like you know it's different than like a mother because like a mother is like you know she'll give you a certain love food you know clothes on your back this and that but like a father like like you were saying angel like um it's like a certain strength that uh like yeah. a like a woman can't provide in my mm -hmm. opinion and uh yeah i would just in a way be mad like why me like what did i even do like why did this yeah, happen man. like um you know so just like regular things like that i guess you know but it's definitely gotten better it's been a while you know i'm trying to find it in different avenues and like mm -hmm. translate that strength into like mm -hmm. not why me but like yeah. you know being like wow like looking at the positives and like what came of that instead yeah, you know what I mean? not yeah. not trying to be like the victim in a way mm -hmm. how, how do you feel that uh like for you in your case how do you feel that do you think that a lot of the stuff that you've done and your success and uh, the avenues that you choose to go into, like you're you're really good at skating, like your music's taking off, like you move to New York, you I don't I know you don't instantly score like a ill job. I know that you were working mm -hmm. at Whole Foods at the start. Mm -hmm. You were talking about like because I was trying to like find out how the workers act and whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then like you start working at a life historic, uh, you know, historic LES. Elias Staple, you know what I mean? Like, legends have worked there, which is where I met you. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was, like, do you ever th think of, uh, like, using that feeling of, uh, that negative feeling, if you have one, because of that, 
to like fuel your like successes in life because i'm sure that at least for me like things like affect me pretty hard mm-hmm. and like because of that i kind of <clears throat> close myself off uh to a lot of like showing of emotion um so i can't imagine something like that like i would do everything like almost to like spite almost to like spite the world like mm. not even a certain person just like now i'm gonna win mad hard because yeah. you fucking fucked with me type of thing what, yeah, what do you no think lie. yeah nah i feel that it's because like i don't know it's just like crazy because like when i was younger and my dad was around like his homies like was just dying and they had kids so like they would always come over to our crib and just like hang out for the weekend and so like when my dad died this was like damn now nah, one of these kids and it's like I don't know. It was just crazy. So after that, it was hard to deal with because, like you said, I didn't I didn't really know how to show any emotion towards it because I think I was just, like, so young and it was, like, I didn't really know what to take from it yeah. and because um, it was so sudden and, like, just out of nowhere. So as I got older, I feel like using skating, it was just, like, doing that and trying to make music was, like, the only two things that kept me going. And then, like... When I got 18, I had a homie who, uh, his, uh, he, like, he went Christian. And, like, I was, like, a, I was, like, a Christian at the time or whatever, born into it. Mm-hmm. But I actually, like, started to go to church and, like, really, like, you know, read the Bible, like, front to back and, like, quoting scriptures and all that. And, like, I really, like, you know, try to change my life and just try to live good. And, like, I was doing that up until I moved up here. Not saying, like, up here changed me, but, like, yeah. when I got up here, it was just different. So, like, that whole time, I was just, like, really skating and trying to use that for fuel and, like, making beats and trying to just do that to keep my hair straight. Do you have any specific quotes from the Bible that you gained a lot of strength from or that you reminisce on? Um, or even just stories, like, specific instances? Uh... Bro, I it's been it's been a minute since I quoted some, but uh this is one I think John three sixteen. It's like uh for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should have everlasting life. So that's like uh I don't know, that's just a crazy one because my dad's birthday is uh March sixteenth. So it's just like I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's just one of the ones that like yeah, I haven't dude I I've like been trying to remember that one too for a minute and I just like couldn't think of it until now. But like nah, that's like when I remember. Well you think about these religions like Christianity, it deals so much with the topic of death, uh talks about everlasting life, uh afterwards, uh everlasting bliss if you're mm-hmm. a good person and eternal damnation if you're a bad yeah. person. And it like shows it like is like a it's like it could give you like a glimpse of hope, especially mm-hmm. like if you're if you are a true believer and you and you believe that like you will see this person again one yeah. day. Um, you know what I mean? And like just in terms of like since we're on the topic of dying, this is something that I've been meaning to talk about anyways. Mm-hmm. And that's that like so right now in New York City uh, and around the world. But since we're in New York, uh, there's a lot of shootings going down. There's a lot of people dying just recently this past week in the bronx that you probably heard about it there was like a crazy shootout it was a gang war three teens died the first one i think was like 19 years old and then the retaliation they killed the 13 year old and then another Mm. one it's like 13 year olds getting shot in the head in front of their apartment in the bronx it's like what are you like what are you like what are we we as like what are we supposed to do what do you think 
like what what the fuck went wrong for like so so much like so many events had to happen for like someone to be standing on their block and someone blow their yeah. brains out like bro i don't know man like i'd be seeing these like these videos on instagram of people just getting killed and it's just like this shit mind-blowing because it's like i don't know death death to me is like i think about death like so much and it's like i always been like that and uh i don't know it's it's insane bro i can't believe it like especially up here because everything is so so close like you know and it's like everyone's always outside and it seems like the summer is like when it's always crazy and i seen a video bro it was like somewhere in brooklyn off knickerbocker where like this dude was just laying off shots and bro it was like a little it was two little girls like he was trying to shoot over them to get to this guy and the mind blown bro so it's like i don't even know where we at it's like we really don't even have a direction anymore yeah it's crazy i personally like hate watching those videos you know because like i I just feel like an energy off of it that's it's horrible yeah it's negative you know mm -hmm. it's like it's like hatred and like if you break it down it's usually just nonsense too like what Mm -hmm. happens you know what i mean like the other week uh, on my job site in coney island they they sent us home two days in a row because it was a shooting two days in a row in broad daylight while we were that's ridiculous on, on the on the block like that's crazy like how like I'm not supposed to worry about this stuff, you know, like mm-hmm, just exactly. going, going to work, trying to make a dollar. But now it's like everywhere on the mm-hmm. subway, at work. The subways are crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you take the subway still? I do. I mean, I don't I don't take it like crazy frequently, but like I, I take it probably like once or twice a week, you know, and like, yeah, like it's always some shit. Yo, it's when I'm on the subways, shit. I'm literally looking at everybody's suspect. I'm not like... Like, I'm straight mm-hmm. up ready to do no anything lie. I have to do. No, that's it. And I have, like, crazy plans for, like, certain instances. Like, when I'm on the subway, dude, you see these, like, people are just getting blinded. Like, straight, literally blinded. Like, some dude got stabbed in his eyeball uh, for a gang initiation. Like, a gang initiation. Oh, my god! He got bro. stabbed in his eyeball, and now he's blind. Like, I saw a video the other day of a dude just running up to people, like, bro. slashing them, and they were trying oh to stop my it. Gosh, I was literally bro. waiting for the train. I didn't take the train for, like, a month because I usually ride my motorcycle to, like, uh, to, to my gym. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was raining, so I t- took the train. And I'm, while I'm on the platform, my friend sends me a video of this dude randomly stabbing people. Like, he doesn't care how old you are, what, gen- oh what gender gosh, you are, nothing. Bro. And I'm like, and the train's fucking approaching. I'm like, bro, this is so whack. Yeah, and my question is this. It's like... So we're at a t- we're at a tough time. Uh, we're at like a tricky situation right now with like every sh- all the shit that's been going down recently with like politics and the police, police brutality, mm-hmm. uh, like you know all this stuff. But like I don't see at least right now what would be the solution besides like filling the shits the MTA with cops. Like what else could possibly stop that? I don't know what exactly, else could possibly that's stop what I'm it. Saying. Another thing too is like. Uh, they're trying to bring back stop and frisk. So, like, you know, a lot of people are against that. And I can yeah. completely understand why. Like, usually the people who get stopped and frisk are, like, primarily black and brown mm-hmm. youth, uh, blacks and Hispanics. So they get targeted, which leads to, you know, it's just essentially, like, a structural racism. Yeah. But then it's, like, at the same time, people are fucking getting, like, there's so many people yeah. who clearly have guns because there's shootouts every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up saying. without fail. Every day, like, broad daylight out of cars, people jumping out of cars. On scooters. Bro, like, it's I mean, ridiculous. It's crazy, yeah. There's and, and there's some in neighborhoods that you don't expect them to be in. Mm-hmm. I saw one like a near like not saw one. I saw it on the news, thank God. But it was on like it was near like St. Mark's. 
I'm like, bro, this is a neighborhood where I'm like, yo, I could be like dressed yeah, to the nines. Fun. No one's going to rob mm-hmm. me or even think about robbing me. So, yeah, well, I don't know. What do you think about all of this that's going down? And since you talk about like your conceptions of death and how you think about that, it that often, you're living in a city where yeah. it's happening pretty often by force. Yeah, nah. It's like, okay, like, okay. Um, I've been going back and forth between uh, since last year in quarantine and like now. So like I just I kind of keep up to date with what's going on in Orlando and just in Florida, too. And like, bro, it's been going crazy there. Like it's been going crazy. I think I seen something in L.A., bro. Like it was this dude on live and he got killed on the live. Like it was crazy, bro. Like and I seen the video and it just was like mind blowing. And, that, and that's the stuff you see. Online. And it's just like, yeah. You know, yeah, so, bro, it's, like, right now, for me, it's, it's been, like, it hasn't been hard, but it's just been kind of, like, a crazy period just to, like, I don't know, just with everything going on in the world. And, like, like you said, it's, like, damn, when, what, what, what will stop that shit? Like, because that shit is, that shit is crazy. You should have to go outside and have to worry about that, you know, in broad daylight, let alone, like, yeah, shit is crazy, man. What, I don't what even do you know. think about uh, um, the laws in New York in terms of uh, carrying uh, weapons, self-defense weapons, whatever yourself? Like, I know that uh, in New York, almost everything is illegal. Like, mm-hmm. everything is illegal. But then, you know, what are you supposed to do? Like, you get supposed to get on a train where there's that's what I'm saying. Where a random dude's supposed to come up and slash you. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do you think about that? Do you think it should be legal? Nah, so? I mean, as far as like firearms, nah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I've, it's for it's for New York. I mean, people already have them, but to make it, yeah, I feel like New York. No, even in Florida, bro. I feel like Florida for that shit to be like that. Like, it's cool to have the self protect, but then you gotta understand that there's also high headed people, and like if you're not dealing with them correct, it could you know it could be like a bad situation. So like up here, I think you should definitely have you should definitely conceal something for yourself just to like I don't know like something small. Just to, whether it's mace or, like, you know, I don't know, a, like, goddamn pick or something. Yeah. Because, like, nah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I feel like, yeah, it's just, like, too close. And, like, you come into contact with so many people every day. And a lot you know? of people are just angry, bro. We all dealing with shit every day. I think day. when you live in New York, you really got to have that mentality of, like, yo, I'm over it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be nice to everyone. Mm-hmm. You can't be getting on the train straight up furious. You cannot You're do gonna that. You're going to ruin everyone's day around you, cause a crazy fight. You could get into a fight so quick yeah. if you take the subway. I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. it's like the you easiest can. place you can get into a fight. That's what, you everyone's can. in a bad mood. Go on to that shit rush hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hot. Yeah, no no one wants to deal with, like, any, like, yeah. So, so have you, have you ever rushing. thought about uh, moving out and going back to Florida? Like, Florida's um, so different from this. You get a fucking porch. You get a nice little yeah. yard, and you don't hear anyone screaming anything. Yeah. Uh, nah, I I like Okay, when I first moved up I was like contemplating it I was like, I'm gonna give it a year Um, If I don't like it I'm going back down So like I gave it, like each year It was like kind of getting better And I feel like within the last two years um, I've been up, I've been up here since uh, 2017, uh, May So like it just hit four years And like I feel like it's, I don't know I love it now, so I don't think I'll go back But I think I don't know if I'll ever move either. I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I love it here now. So like, despite of what's going on, because I know it's it's violence everywhere, but I don't. Nah, I don't think I'll be going back to Florida. So what do you? What was uh? Just walk me through the initial you moving here. Why did you move here? 
uh, um, from just growing up your whole life in Florida? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I always, Florida was cool, but I always wanted to go outside of Florida. Um, even in school, like when there was kids that was like moving to Florida from out of town, I was like, damn, I want to go out of town or just like move to a new city. And like, uh, I came up here in 2015, my first time. And I came back, uh, twice, uh, in 2016. And like my last time coming here, I just was like, man, me and my homies, we just was like, yo, let's move up here for six months and let's see what happened. We came up here six months later and uh we got a little spot and so it was like it was a bunch of us we got a four bedroom and we was kicking it for a bit yeah it was a four bedroom but it was like tiny though it was yeah, like they yeah. stretched like a dude i don't need, it could have been a two bedroom but the little little rooms were so small and uh we made it work and um i ended up just staying and some of my friends they moved back down which was good because like every time i went down there we would just kick it but like yeah i just stayed and I think once I started again, like, and just getting familiar with New York, it just, like, made me love it even more. Mm-hmm. And I think just, like, my grandma had a lot of VHSs with, like, just movies shot in New York. Mm-hmm. And just, like, seeing the shots, bro, that sh- I was so, yeah, it was like a new world to me. So I loved it. It was fast. Yeah, it was, I love it. What was your plan, like, financially coming up here, like, in terms of a job? Because, you know, this is one of the most expensive yeah, cities. Yeah, um, I did not know that. Like, I was like, okay, cool. I'll figure something out when I get there. Because I came here with, like, some little money. But the shit ran out so quick. Like, I was just like, I don't know. I had to move fast. So I ended up applying at Whole Foods. And I was, like, probably two or three months after I got here. And, like, I tried to sell some clothes. And, like, it didn't go right. Because, like, I tried to middleman through this dude. And I just got fucked over. So I ended up, like, uh, getting a job. At like this uh, thrift store in uh, Greenpoint, mm. and I was just painting the outside because it wasn't open. They was like going to do like this reopen thing where they remodeled, and so I just painted the outside for probably about two or three weeks. And he would pay me like every week, like do so bad. And so I ended up applying at Whole Foods. They hit me back. I got the job there, um, being a cashier, and I was doing that. And I just was like, man, like. I can't do this. What was your What was your schedule? How many days a week? Um, what was it like? The Whole Foods were on uh, the city in, or downtown? Uh, Tribeca. Oh, Tribeca, okay. Yeah, it was in Tribeca, and I was doing that. It was good. Like, honestly, like it, they just had me waking up like super early, and then they would have me like stay overnight some days and then come in like a few hours later. And, and like I was just like, man, I'm, I'm not going to keep doing this because I ended up, um, I think after three months, I transferred to working on the floor. And just stocking and we would have to do inventory and like it just was like got to a point where i felt like i don't know i was just losing my time and like really not accumulating the money for the time that i was putting in and like i ain't have no time to myself and uh i ended up quitting and through a friend i ended up getting a job at a life and so like yeah just from a life that was that was like really like a breaking point in new york for me how long did you work there until until uh, he started working there? Uh, I got there in twenty at the end of twenty seventeen, so in December, and I think he, I think Lucas got there, yeah, like maybe seven or eight months later, and like yeah, that's when I that's when I met Lucas. Yeah, that was that was like such an amazing time, at least in my life, like going there yeah. and uh, seeing all you guys all the time and just everyone hanging out, painting, 
uh, fucking hanging out in the back. And it was just kind of like a, like how it was, I guess, meant to be. Uh, yeah. Clubhouse. And during the summer, like, everyone would just meet up there. Fucking, yeah, you know, really, like, Mikel would really be dope. there, like, not giving a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. So it was just, Very like, a, such family, a... Yeah. Like, yeah, it was dope. It was, like, yeah, it was... I never experienced anything like that. So, like, because I never was the person to go out and, like, you know, drink and stuff like that back in Florida. So, like, when I got up here, like, doing stuff like that was really new. And, like, yeah... Like, New York is crazy, bro, and, like, A-Life, they did. It was dope, man. I'm grateful for that experience. Do you ever think about it? And Well, when you were on, when you were working there, did you ever think about the fact, like, damn, yo, I just moved from here from Florida, then was painting a a store gate or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then now, then I got a job at Whole Foods, quit, and now somehow I find myself at this store Yeah. with, like, you know what I mean? Did you ever think about that? Yeah, every day, bro. If every I would have told myself that when I lived in Florida that I'd be doing that, I'd be like, "What?" Yeah, no, every day, like, I, just, I don't know, it trip me out. Um, just like, yeah, just seeing, like, I don't know, just hearing the history, like, cause I knew about a life, but when I actually heard about the history and then, like, you know, time started passing by, I started seeing these people that would come through. We started doing these sessions, like, it just started to hit me and just made me feel like I don't know that it was that it was going in a good direction for me. And so, like, yeah, that just, I don't know, it kept me hype, man. So you have no you have no plans on uh, leaving, you pretty much are finding a home. Yeah, right now, mm-mm. Nah, I love it. Because it's like whenever I'm away and I'm, like, somewhere else and I, I just, like, see a photo or something, I'm just like, damn, I miss it mm-hmm. already. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, it's funny. I have, like, the same, like, love-hate relationship with New York mm-hmm. City because before I would hate it because of like my job and like mm-hmm. tr- traffic and yep. like the stress like we were talking about earlier the tension always but then again I'm so thankful for it because mm-hmm. I got to meet like these dudes and like the experiences that that brought apart was like beyond anything I could comprehend yep. because like I'm from like South Brooklyn and okay, people yeah. from there kind of just stay there you know mm-hmm. what I mean in that little corner so like when mm-hmm. I finally like through mutual friends linked up with these dudes that would hang out in like downtown and like mm-hmm. these places I like a like a 30 minute train ride i've never been to or like would even go to because i had no business there now i'm like experiencing new york city for what it is in a way you know yeah. what i mean and i'm very mm-hmm. grateful for that it's it's like changed me as a person like these experiences are like no lie really fucking bugged out honestly yeah, yeah i feel that it really opened me up because dude i'm like a shy dude I always been shy like um i don't know quiet so like when i started working at a life it really just like I had to be a little social, and it was I was it was good for me, yeah. and yeah, nah, New York is crazy. Yeah, I really think that uh, I think that it's like one of those places that um you know a lot of people it's like the cliche you come here you follow yeah, your exactly. dreams <laughs> blah, blah. and like it, I mean it's a cliche for a reason because a lot of people do do that you uh like for example like it's such an amazing place to start up a lot of. It's mm-hmm. like a good place for small business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like entrepreneurs and creative people. And even if you're just like a fucking hardworking motherfucker from Ecuador, it's a good place for that too. Because yeah. you're, you're more, you could go to a neighborhood where they only speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. You try to go to a different uh, state and there might not be a neighborhood where yeah. they only speak Spanish. And they'll look at you like dirt for trying to work here. But here you might, yeah, you're going to be busting your fucking ass and like sharing a room with 34 other ecuadorians but like you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. that's one and two it's like uh i don't know for me a few months ago i was thinking about leaving 
Mm-hmm. Um, dude, it, it actually might have even started like while we were still at A Life, but it really got started to get crazy like later on, like a few months after that, once mm-hmm. it shut down. I might have even talked to you about it, like just asked you, like, yo, you ever thought, are you happy here? Yeah. I know I asked Wes, <laughs> like, are you happy here? Just to hear what you guys had to say. I know I asked uh, Will. I was like, yo, you ever thought about, look what he did? But yeah. I, I, I like was asking people because I'm just like, yo, I just pretty much listed all of the negatives and I'm like, dude, I should get the fuck out of here. Like this is, but as I think about it and I thought about it some more and I thought about like, just not in terms of like its history as a city, which mm-hmm. is like nothing short of amazing from every scene you could think of from skateboarding to graffiti to mm-hmm. the like, you know, bike messengers to to hardcore punk yep. to you know rap and hip hop you got some of the greatest of all time mm-hmm. coming from the city but aside from that like my personal history with it, it's like you know i was born here my parents immigrated here from ecuador mm-hmm. and it like started them off uh you know it, it literally started them off which was like their dream to come to america like a lot of like immigrants and um just in terms of like my own life you know i met you mm-hmm. i met you I met everybody and I've, it's like what I was going to say was, uh, before I lose track, is that it's like a place that if you really put in work for what you're trying to do, I really think that you have a, like a high chance of of success, whatever that success may be for you. Like you look at you, if, if you would have done this somewhere else, would you have had the same success? Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's when you have like that coming from New York thing, it's like it really helps even if it's just some some like bullshit yeah, propaganda agree. like that shit helps like oh uh, like willie coming out of new york rapper coming out of mm-hmm. new york like it it's just like as opposed to saying like you coming know? out of idaho they'll be like okay well i'm not listening to that exactly yeah you know like no, you ended up i agree you yeah. ended up like doing all this stuff and like i can just imagine that you know you're not gonna stop you how did you get into uh you learned how to record and and mix so wait your music you produce the beats you do everything um, yeah, yeah, for this, um, last project I had put out, I did, like, um, not all the beats on there, but, like, majority of it, and, um, so, like, like I told you, yeah, me and my sister, we got, we had a little laptop, 2009, and, um, we would just record on this cheap software called Audacity, and just, like, make, like, little remix songs, and, like, you know, not really put too much thought in it, just to make it, just to hear ourselves, you know, we were young, and it was fun, so, like, just from doing that, I had um, started making beats after that, and once I did that, I just stayed making beats. Um, I didn't rap or do nothing. I just was like strictly in the beats, trying to get my production out. And um, right before I moved up here, I started to get into. Um, I wanted to learn how to mix and engineer like myself, and just really learn how to mix. Period. And when I moved up here, I left all my equipment back in Florida. And I bought some new equipment. So when I did that, I just talked. I was like, man, I'm going to sit here and just, like, teach myself. And just, like, figure out how I could um, just, like, make, make me, like, my voice, you know. Because it was just, like, a big thing with that. Like, I didn't really like the way I sounded. So that was, like, a bit, like, insecurity for me. And so once I figured out something that could allow me to just, like, listen to it, that's when I was, like, you know. I was fucking with and I was able to put it out and then see how people felt about it. But like, yeah, man, that's that's where it really started. No, that's fucking amazing, bro. You know what's crazy is the amount of things that you can really learn just on just on I'm assuming you learned it mostly through mm-hmm. online and trial and yeah, error. Bro, like you said, if you it's 
it's all about you and the dedication. You can do it. You so do what, do you, what do you plan on doing with your music? Where do you plan on taking it? And uh, yeah. Um, I really just want to just teach myself more. I really want to learn how to write music, like, from start to finish. And, like, with skating, I just, I don't know. Skating is cool. I skate, like, I'm not, like, a super skater. So I skate, like, a few times out the week. And, like, it's fun. I just use it as, like, exercising and, like, to get outside. And, like, so most of the time I'm really just inside trying to learn how to, like, play an instrument or something. So that's way more important to you than skateboarding is. Um, yeah, I feel like my I'm like yeah I'm getting old and like you know I don't know skateboarding has changed so much from when I started, and like it's it's so much yeah it's crazy right now and like I'm 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 good. What do you I'm mean right. by it's changed so much from when like you it's just I don't know it's gotten more crazy. I feel like the scene has changed a bit, and like I was when I was younger I was like trying to pursue skating, but as I when I got up here like. Life hadn't hit me so hard that I just was like, I ain't really have time to even, you know, focus on skating because I had to work. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it gets dark. Like, after, um what, after, like, summertime, it, dude, it starts to get dark so early. So it's like I was when I was working at A-Life, I couldn't get the time to go skate. And then it's cold you as hell when it's at night. Seven, yeah, it was like, yeah. So, like, you know, skating at for a minute was just, like, not on pause, but that was, like, I wasn't even doing that because – I was just worrying about going home and, like, you know, getting a meal and going to sleep, waking up for work. And so, like, after, not until, like, recently, a year and a half, a year ago, like, when quarantine, that's when I was, like, really skating. And then my homeboy moved back up from Florida and he filmed. So we just was, like, he was, like, a pulling part for me to come back out and really just start skating again. But skating is just, like, a hobby for real. Mm-hmm. What did you mean when you said uh, learning how to write music from start to finish? Like, um, I don't know how to, I don't know, I'm not, like, classically trained or have, like, I don't know any music theory. So, like, I want to learn how to play the keys or, like, you know, um, I bought a bass guitar. I want to learn how to play that. And then just, like, incorporate that um, in my music and just, like, be more organic with it as opposed to, like, just doing it on a software on on my computer. Mm. Um, so yeah, dude, I really respect what you're doing because nah, nah, thank you. I thought man. you I had like a it. whole team, you know, helping you out and stuff because mm-hmm. like, you've been pretty successful with what you're doing, you know, from having articles and like Rolling mm-hmm. Stones and shit, man. Like, how does it feel t- to like almost be like ahead of a lot of people in like such a competitive field, you know, especially in New York City? I feel like a lot of people are trying to get into that world, you know. Yeah, I, dude, it's been it's been really crazy because it's like when I put out, I don't know. It's been crazy, man, because just seeing how people react to it, I never thought I'd get that reaction, as cliche as that would sound. Because um, I, would, I would upload stuff to SoundCloud and just, like, Lucas would um, listen to it and, like, a couple of the homies. And, like, I'd be like, damn, man, they really fuck with it. But I just didn't know if they was doing that mm. just because they were my friends. Yeah. And they was just, like, you know, trying to be nice. So, like, when I actually started to, when I put out a song and I seen people liked it, it just made me want to just put out the rest of the stuff that I had, um, which was the tape. And then just to see that reaction, I don't know, man, it meant a lot. And um, I'm working with this, or that helped me put out the project was this label called Honeymoon, and they helped a bunch. And they, um, yeah, they they really did a lot for it, and they helped me get it mixed. I did some of the mixing, or I did most of the mixing, but, like, the stuff to get it mastered and, like, um, all that stuff and getting the publishing, it was really through Honeymoon, and they did a lot. 
So nah, that was that was a lot, man, and it, it's just crazy. I don't know. It's just like I don't even really know how to feel because it's like every day is something, is something else, and I'm just like, damn, yeah, it's unbelievable. How often do you write? Um, recently it's been like I've been trying to work differently. Like I I've been trying to write more recently, but at the same time it's been like I don't know. It's been crazy. It's like on and off. So like I have spurts where like weeks where I could just come up with shit, and then there's be time times where i just like can't come up with anything and so i'll just like try to just work on production for like some days or just like whenever i can get out get from under that spell or whatever do do you when you write do you feel like you're do you feel it as a therapeutic moment do you feel like you're letting Mm -hmm. off emotions like leaving literally leaving your soul and then just going on to the paper or the computer or whatever it is that they're going on to yeah see that's the thing it's like it has to be a situation or something that has to move me emotionally for it to really like flow out so like i feel like when i be having times where i can't put anything down it's just because i'm just like trying to force it mm. and like i i can't work like that i'm not like a you know i can't just like say shit off the top of my head because it just wouldn't be correct for me yeah i mean i feel like a lot of famous writers and i'm not even just talking mm-hmm. about rap or music in general but just you know writers uh, a lot of it comes from like tragedy mm-hmm. in life. Uh, you look at a lot of these uh, like classic great novels, or even just crazy stories, or even like um, memoirs. Or if mm-hmm. you're getting into music, you look at any of like the some of the greatest like hardcore punk of all time. Yeah. You look at some of the greatest rap. Uh, it comes from like a place of fucking serious problems, like mm-hmm. serious like emotional, mental, and real life physical problems. That causes like some of the best art ever. Yep. Or you listen to like um, you listen to like Mob Deep, mm-hmm. and you can literally like feel yourself like in that era, mm-hmm. and you're, and you're no just lie. like you can feel yourself in that era like living in a fucking straight up war zone where there's like dilapidated buildings mm-hmm. and just mad people chilling at the front of that dilapidated yeah. building, and it's like sometimes because I myself write, but I don't write music. Mm-hmm. I just write until like. Like, I, I, I've been working on a book for Mad Long. Yeah, nah, it's amazing. Uh, and, like, I use... Like, it's when something goes wrong that is when I can, like, write the best. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, like, if I ever relook back on it, I'm like, yeah, I don't even remember writing this. But this is some, like... I Like, I actually really like this. Um, so, do you ever feel like... Do you ever feel like that? Like, like, damn, shit's going too good. Like, I need some fucking crazy shit to happen so I can have, like, crazy material. It doesn't even have to be... I hope it's not too crazy, mm-hmm. but something that's just, like, sets me off, maybe puts me in a bad mood, makes me think of yeah. this, and I end up writing something on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. I don't I don't ever wish, but it'd be times <laughs> where, like, um, I do be... You know, you can't talk about, like, you know, the happy stuff all the time or just, like, you know, the things you want. And, like, um, for my music, I always want to... <clears throat> try to come from somewhere that's genuine um and that i feel like people can relate to because we all go through stuff every day so it's like yeah i don't know man i do be i don't know but i feel like enough crazy shit be happening to where like you know i don't know i feel like in america is always something it's always a topic every every week of some tragedy happening or something like that unfortunately but like yeah now nah, you do be needing those like moments to really like have you spew out like yeah some crazy shit 
What do you, what do you have uh, when you when you're writing music? What do you want people to take from it? Is there any specific thing, or you're just saying I don't really care what people take from it? I want to just express my soul onto this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like okay, I mean, I guess people will take it how they want, but um, I really just want when they hear it, I want it to feel like I don't know, just like a a, a cloud of a goodness or something, just like a like a rainbow, just like a good rainbow or like gold, like you know, a pot of gold. And that's just from not even what I'm saying, just from just hearing the whole thing, like, as one. Mm. And um, I feel like now with, like, more stuff, I'm going to try to um, really just focus on, like, what I'm saying and, like, you know, the stuff that I actually put out and make sure it has, like, context to it. Yeah. Are you, are you working on anything right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to work on, like, an actual album and, um, yeah, see if I can see if I can do that. So you're... you're if you have one, is your long-term plan just try to do music? Um, nah, not really. It's like I don't even, I don't even really know what. I don't even know, cause it's like, yeah, I want to do music, and like I want to work with people, but at the same time, it's like you know, I work with somebody that I like, and then you know, we just got a song, and like you know, we we've got that relationship too, but then it's just like it's just the music. And like that's cool, but I wanna man. What do you mean I, I really by just, just the music. Like uh, I don't know. Like music is music is good, but like if it's if it don't make sense for me to work with someone, or like you know I feel like I can't really get like a feeling off of of the artist that I'm working with, then like you know I'm not gonna do it. And like music is music is good, but I feel like I probably over time and I'll probably end up getting into something else. Hmm. And like I'm, I'm not sure what that could be. It could be hiking or something. I don't know. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. Are you into hiking or something? Dude, I'm into a lot of stuff. I'm, I like nature. So like, yeah, probably I'll probably end up doing that or something. Climb a mountain or something. How often do you have to leave New York just to go hiking? Uh, I never been hiking, but uh, <laughs> I definitely want to go. Yeah, I mean, there's some good spots like not far from yeah, the city. Nah, yeah, like no. Bear Mountain, like mm-hmm. um, all those places. Just take the Metro North to like Cold Spring. Yeah, see, that's it, the thing. I'm so good. like, I just need to get out of my like head and just like take these trips. But like, my homie, he just moved up from Florida and he got a van. So hopefully, we could like drive out somewhere soon. Yo, do that, man. Yo, mm-hmm. you've been like camping and shit. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, <laughs> yo, I went camping once for like the first time and like five years or something i don't even know yo that night that first night sleeping <laughs> with no phone service like pitch darkness like nothing but crickets mm-hmm. yo i woke up i thought like i was like a completely new person <laughs> I, I like i was like hurting from like like all the like tiredness i've shed mm-hmm. in my life if that makes sense yeah it was just so amazing yeah nah <laughs> dude no i definitely yeah. recommend it so um what's your daily routine like i I know you barely ever eat you barely ever eat breakfast or lunch if i'm I'm not mistaken right yeah i don't know it's been i don't know even when i was younger it was hard to wake up and eat like a full breakfast like unless i was going to school and they had like the little cereal then i would eat that but like waking up and eating like a full meal i don't know i think but i feel like okay when i started working at a life though like, I would wake up and be hungry. Like, you know, I would have to, like, when I get there, I would have to go across the street and get a sandwich because I couldn't make it. You know, I don't know. I think it was just being there for the time and just, like, having to think about, just having too much to think about, honestly. But um, nowadays, I just wake up and I'll just, like, you know, get myself up, take my dog out, come home, do my little push-ups. And then, like, I'll try to just work on um, just something. 
<laughs> what's your uh, what's your little push-ups just you know just a little <laughs> set just you know just get my arms going for the day nothing major um but i remember before uh like at a life we would talk about that you were telling mm-hmm. me how you're doing like 50 yeah like yeah so day, like 10 here 10 there or 20 mm-hmm. here, 10 so here. like yeah so from then like when i i went to florida for quarantine so um my girlfriend's parents they have a pull-up bar so i was really i was on the pull-up bar and like when i got up here i don't have a pull-up bar and like my apartment the ceiling like the door is like so fucking tall so i'm like there's probably a pull-up bar i could get but i just haven't got one yet so i just i just be doing little push-ups here and there just to i don't know keep my arms in, in shape i guess so is making music a consistent part of your day or it just depends yeah yeah like okay i'll, I'll try to make music for like a few hours or like i'll just sit at my computer and look at videos or whatever but I'm really just in my room. Like, I just spend a lot of time in my room and just, like, trying to come up with shit, whether it's um, graphics or something. And my roommate, he actually does a lot of my graphics for me and my videos. So, like, if there's any idea, I'll just shoot it to him. And um, I'm just there all day, yeah, just in my crib. I try to work on music or I, like, I might jump and watch some videos just to get my mind off of it if, like, I feel like I can't come up with anything. But that's really it. Do you consider yourself a solitary person? Yeah, I say yeah, I say I am for sure. Cause you say you spend a lot of time in your room. Mm-hmm. Like I assume your room is pretty small. Like it's okay. Like I like I have a three three bedroom. Like I, when you said that, just to give context, I like picture you like not going to the living room. Yeah, and just like, dead ass only. No, being in the dude, room. I'm only in the room. Like, <laughs> like I'll wake up, I'll go to the bathroom. And when I come out the bathroom, I go straight to the room, and then like I take my dog out, and then come back to the room. And I'm just like always in the room, cause I got like yeah, I just got my computer in there, and then like I just have all my personal stuff in there too, cause I let my girlfriend have like our bedroom, and um, yeah, dude, I'm always in there, and like I'm I don't really come out to do anything. Like if I come out, it's to skate, and like I be ordering food to the crib, cause I just don't be wanting to go out, cause it's dangerous out, man. Like you said, it's, it'd be a lot going on. So I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be a statistic. Yeah, that's my goal. I cannot be a statistic. So yeah, I remember at at a life you would never, yeah, you'd almost never come chill after. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just like to, to get home. With you one time. <laughs> like I don't know. It'd be hard for me to stay out. It's just like I don't know. I like being at home for mm. some reason. I don't know why. It's like a peace. Yeah, it's just like damn, I'm at home. Like you know. Yeah, if I'm know. around people for too long, I definitely am like, yo, I need to get <laughs> away and I need to go to my, I need to go to the room and just only come out to go to the bathroom and then back to the room mm-hmm. like on some, on some mm-hmm. you shit. Like, I don't need to talk to anyone. And if I talk to anyone, it's straight up going to weaken my soul right now. If I talk to anyone, it's going to like mm-hmm. decrease my energy, you know? Um, that's so weird then that you, that you, you like nature. You might get into hiking. Who knows? And you don't like socializing, like not like not like not like mm-hmm. socializing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're on some of your room shit, and that but you live in New York. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. It's like that's what I'm saying. That I be feeling like I be feeling guilty sometimes because I'm like, damn, dude, I'm literally watching the day go by, and I'm like in this room all day. But then it's like when I come out, I be wanting like I'll come out, and then like when I when I be out, I be like, damn, I'll be ready to go back home. So like. I don't know. I you're like, not into you're not into drinking or nothing. Um, like yeah, no, nah, I drink. Like I'll come out. Like if it's if it's someone who's like, yo, let's go out. 
then I'll go out. Like, I drink a bit, and, um, yeah, I ain't started drinking or nothing until I came up here, man. 21, and got me. I turned 21, I was full full out. Because when I was, um, I didn't smoke when I was younger. I didn't drink or do nothing until I came up here. You didn't smoke weed until you came up here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just started smoking like two years ago, two and a half years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. So you moved up here, became Moved up here, an started drinking, who, who, started smoking. And yep. then became an atheist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The city will do that too. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's just, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just the city. Like, I, don't, I think it's just me getting older and just like seeing a lot, a lot of stuff and finding out a bunch of stuff that I didn't know about. And um, yeah, just really reading and figuring stuff out because like i don't know there's so much stuff man there's a lot of stuff you can get into what do you what are your uh future plans just in general um i want to travel um i want to live better and be better and just um be able to like yeah just have a probably impossible but have a clear head and be able to just make music and be able to put it out, whether people like it or not. Um, yeah, I feel like it might get to the point where people might not like it, because I don't know. Who knows where it might go? <clears throat> but And um, just to continue skating as long as I can. Do you feel like that you don't have a clear head? Because I know that in some of your music you deal with, uh, you, you speak on topics of like emotional and mental clarity. Yeah. Do you feel like that you don't have a clear head? I don't know. I feel like a lot of the times that I'm like, not living in the past, but I'm just, like, always caught up in the memory or, like, you know, I always have to be reminded of something that happened, like, when I was younger. Or just, like, you know, I don't know. Something is just, I don't know. I feel like I always need to feel, like, a a nostalgic feeling or something like that, you know. But, like, I also like to feel, you know, new situations and everything, too. But it's just, like, I guess for, like, I don't know, just thinking about, like, people that are not here no more and just stuff like that just always have me in my head. Yeah. Have you ever uh, have you ever read um, um, Seneca's book? It's, it's called On the Shortness of Life. Mm-hmm. It's a, so there's that one, and then there's another one called uh, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. That one's pretty. Meditation both of them are, are pretty famous, but uh, uh, I think you could take a lot away from them. It's just a general philosophy books. They're pretty mm-hmm. easy to read, um, and they're very, in my opinion, like practical to everyday life. If you really read them deeply and like try to really take away the science mm-hmm. that they're spitting at you and um i'm also someone who uh like reminisces on the past a lot uh i keep to myself a lot of the times like my mm-hmm. days are pretty like other than this shit uh if i'm not training at the gym i'm alone like most of the time uh which is fine like that's pretty much how i like it mm-hmm. but uh i spend a lot of time like also reminiscing on the past about uh, people who aren't here mm-hmm. or uh, things that are, are no longer and yeah. think, like what could I have done differently uh, I wish I did this I wish I did that and um, you know reading these books uh, it like puts things into perspective and I think it gives you like a fresh idea from uh, like a fresh idea that you can use for your current situation like there's this mm-hmm. one um there's this one, and we don't like think of it this way. At least I don't, and uh, I kind of uh, I've been trying to use this recently. But I believe it's like um, there's two of them. I would give two quotes. So like one of them was from Marcus Aurelius, and the idea he presents in his book, or one of the ideas is um, he talks about how if you lament, if you're sad about the past, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's normal to be sad about the past to a certain extent. Um, and then any point after that extent, uh, he calls it cowardly. Um, he talks about how like, because what you're doing is you're indulging in uh, that. You're, it's like a form of indulgence, just like mm-hmm. how too much alcohol is a form of indulgence. Yeah, this yeah. indulging in the memory is not doing you any good. You're aware, and I'm talking about mm-hmm. myself too. Like you're aware that it's not doing you any good. You're aware that like the reminiscing of the memory does not change what has been in the past. Right. But you keep doing it because it's comforting, mm-hmm. in a sense, to mm-hmm. like wallow in the pity. And he says that this is a form of cowardice that you should look to eradicate. And even mm-hmm. just like thinking of that and like looking at it as cowardice has helped me personally. Because mm-hmm. like usually you look at it, you tell a friend, and you know what your friend's gonna say. Um, out of the good intention of his heart or her heart, they're going to be like, yo, you know, like, uh, it's all good, like, blah, 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 I'm sorry to hear that. But they never say, like, yo, stop thinking about that. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cowardly to keep thinking about that. Yeah. They'll just be like, damn, I'm sorry. But they're never or they're unlikely to tell you to snap the fuck out of it and, you know, move forward, at least in the memory of whatever the fuck you're thinking about. Yeah, That's one. And then the other one is uh, Seneca's On the Shortness of Life. I think that this is the... This must be what it's from. But anyways, he talks about how, uh, like, vexation, which is just, like, pretty much anger mm-hmm. and, like, confusion. How, or, but I, I consider, like, when he says that, I consider vexation, like, any negative feeling. Mm-hmm. He talks about how, like, you look, he names, like, a bunch of, like, people from the past, like, fucking this guy, this guy, this guy. Like, crazy famous people from their era. Mm-hmm. Fucking, like, crazy Romans and emperors and who had everything. And he talks about, like, look, he was vexed when this happened. He was vexed when this happened. Then he then he names some like lowly people, some like peasants, and they're like, "Look, he was vexed when this happens. He was vexed when that happens." So he names like the highest of the high and the lowest of the low, and then he's like, "Well, where are they now? Like their vexation did nothing to mm-hmm. change their end fate." So fucking, there's he pretty much like I'm breaking, I'm making it sound mad stupid, but he pretty much says like, "Your vexation is like straight up useless." Mm-hmm. Um, after a certain extent. Like, it's useless, and, like, uh, it's, like, we need to learn how to not just grow out of that, but, like, learn to look at it like that. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't look at it like that, and we just look at it like it's completely fine and normal, Mm -hmm. instead of, like, yo, I need to overcome this on some real shit, then we're never going to get anywhere. I think things, situations happen in life uh, so we can learn to overcome them. So, like, whether it be, like, the loss of someone that you really love, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be, like, you snap in your knee and you can't do what you like to do for a while or your fucking job or your career, your little dream like isn't working, mm-hmm. then it all applies the same. Like you need to understand that like being sad or whatever over it is good for a moment of time. But then after that, like you need to like pay, like pick yourself up and do something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. You should. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check those out. Yeah, I think you'd really like them. They're both really good and not very... They're not like 800 pages of like old English that you mm-hmm. can't understand. They're like shit that I think you would enjoy, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to definitely check those out. Because like, honestly, I never was a reader. And like just recently, I got into like getting books and stuff. So um, yeah, I definitely need to check those out. I think as a person who spends a lot of time in his room or someone who likes to be... Who isn't like so down for like intense socialization all the time. I think that reading is like such an amazing hobby because it really... Uh, opens your mind to a lot of things obviously Mm -hmm. and a lot of like the greatest people when in times of solitude like they read and they like straight up like gained power yep nah yeah that's yeah that's a goal of mine too man just to be more knowledgeable and like be able to like i don't know just know about certain things that i should know about 
Yeah, like I was reading um, Malcolm X's autobiography recently, and there's a part where he talks about his readings and his readings in prison. Mm-hmm. And before he went to prison, he could barely do this, barely write, read, whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't know shit. And he came across this inmate. He was like a black inmate who like knew everything, and mm-hmm. he talked to the go- uh, to the guards and outsmart them. And he was thinking like, damn, like, because you know he's big on like the structural racism mm-hmm. and the racism in our country and the division. And he's like, look at how much talent is in this man. If he wasn't incarcerated, he could be one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And then he's like, well, why don't I learn a lot? And he started reading and he talks about how like his time in prison. So he would read up until like straight up like lights would go off at 10 a.m. 10 p.m. And he'd be like by his little door. There was like a crack where if he shut his eyes and then looked at it again, his <laughs> eyes would like acclimate. And he'd read until like every like 58 minutes straight the guards would come every two minutes and he'd run to his bed pretend he was asleep then come back and he talks about how like that was the freest time of his life imagine that when he was in prison see that's what i'm saying i don't yeah that's why i i got into reading because i don't want it to be a situation like that where i have to be forced to read you know um yeah no man that's crazy as hell yeah, yeah he said it was the freest time of his life yeah. like the time where if if he had been actually in the outside world mm-hmm. he would have had so much responsibility yeah. that he wouldn't have been able to just sit and like like grow his brain cells mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's yeah. honestly insane man but yeah man dude uh fucking pretty intense thank you so much for coming on the show if you got really anything you want to say man uh feel free if not dude it was a honestly a pleasure no it really yeah, was no, a pleasure thank you guys man yeah, shout out to you guys. Um, shout out to Andrew at Honeymoon. Um, shout out to Manny. Um, my mom, it was her birthday yesterday. Um, it's my uncle today. Happy birthday to, happy birthday to him. Um, and yeah, man, that's really it, man. Shout out New York. Shout out Florida. And thank you guys. Yo, shout out to A-Life. Shout out to A-Life. <laughs> my man. favorite clothing. Everybody from there. <laughs> Yo, thank you so much, man. Yeah, no, thank you. Yo, peace, bro. Peace.